We have as our next guest, uh, calling in all the way from Prince Edward Island in Canada, Trilby Jeeves. Uh, Trilby is an actor and a film director who's normally based in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. But right now she's in PEI because she's spending time there to be closer to her mum, who is in a a care home in Charlottetown in Prince Edward Island. Uh, So when nursing homes and long-term community care facilities on Prince Edward Island in Canada close their doors to visitors on March 15th due to the COVID-19, Trilby found herself in a bit of a quandary because her mother was a resident at Beech Grove Care Home in Charlottetown and her mum had come to depend on her daily visits just to keep her spirits up. Um, So after initially dealing with the shock of this, Trilby came up with an ingenious way to use her creativity, drawing from her background in performing arts and using humour to keep in touch with her mum through something that's become known as daily window visits. So good morning, Trilby, and welcome to the show. <laughs> good morning um, and good evening from PEI. Good morning to you. Yes, it's Thank what you. after 9pm nine, nine at night there, when your, your time? Yeah. Yeah, I've just put in a full day and you're just starting your days. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into talking about what's going on with your mum, perhaps you could give us just a little bit of a background of, of why you've gone all the way out to PEI. So just that journey, you're based in Vancouver, you're based in the film industry in Vancouver, but now you've made this journey out to PEI and you were doing that on a regular basis before too, flying backwards and forwards. So perhaps you could tell us quickly a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, um, well... I grew up partially in Prince Edward Island and um, ended up in Vancouver through a, a series of uh, travels and such and school and work. And uh, But my parents always stayed in Prince Edward Island, and so I've been coming back here for years. Uh, both of them um, eventually became ill, and uh, so I came back a lot to help them out while keeping my life in Vancouver going. Because uh, the film industry is good, and that's where you and I met, Zena. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, as it happens, this visit that I, uh, what made me end up in Prince Edward Island now was actually I had a film shoot, my own film, uh, that I had written uh, that got chosen for a Film Forward grant. And so I came here to shoot my film. Um, and then everything just after our shoot, it's just a short film, right after the shoot, but all the COVID-19 stuff really started to hit our country. And uh, so I, I, my mom wasn't doing very well around that time as, as well, so I was already planning on staying here at least for the month of, almost the month of March, and, and here I am. I, I'm still here because uh, it you know, I, I couldn't leave her, especially considering the circumstances, and I wasn't really wanting to get on a plane either. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Now, when you when you were first um, arrived there to do the film, were the care homes closed at that time, or was this something that happened immediately afterwards? No, um, I arrived on February 20th, so I was um, going in to see my mum when I could, and... Uh, um, we did the, I, you know, I did the film shoot around. It was the third, fourth, and fifth of March. So we did the film shoot, and then that weekend, I was at a actually a conference for filmmakers in in uh, Halifax. And then right after that, uh, I just focused on my mom and went to her every day. But we could 
sense uh, something was happening, and I was getting very nervous about the idea that the the nursing home would be locked down. I kind of could feel it coming, so I spent as much time as I could with her, and then sure enough, one day they said, that's it. And uh, it was hard, very hard. So when you first heard this news, obviously it was a big shock, and you said it Basically, you went into a sort of a frozen mode, not knowing what to do. Um, and then you came up with this ingenious idea to be able to continue to visit her. Um, I, I've seen a picture of you visiting her on the outside of her window, sitting in the snow. So there was still like six feet of snow there. And you were all rugged up in snow gear, sitting on the, the outside of her room, um, almost performing for her. And, and you created some signage and some things to keep her entertained and connected with you. So um, how, did, how did that all come about? Uh, well, I come from a very creative family, and as I always could hear my, I could hear my dad's voice in my head, you know, don't take no for an answer. So, um, soon as, like you said, Dina, when I got over the shock and my tears of what was, what this really meant, I thought, okay, now what do I do? And I thought, well, I'll just, I'm going to, I envisioned myself going outside her window, and I imagined, you know, I wasn't sure how she would take it. She has dementia, so this could be confusing and, you know, discombobulating for her. So I had two pieces of Bristol board left over from my film shoot, and I wrote on one, one, on one Bristol board, I wrote, you know, it's, I love you, Mom, and it's time for tea, so all positive things. And then I knew she would probably want me to go inside and so I thought I need to give a simple explanation why I can't go in so I wrote that you know there's a flu and I'm not allowed to go in but that will take one day at a time and we'll be okay and I'm very glad I made those two signs because I've used them over and over and over again because with dementia you know, she forgets it's short-term memory loss, and she forgets why I, I'm not inside with her, and she'll motion me to come in. But, uh, you know, she's actually um, looking for me now at the window. I've got a social worker who's helping me. Who She's on the inside, and she sees Mom now and then, and she said that Mom actually said, well, my daughter, she's out there somewhere, and she would look out the window. So she is actually getting used to me being out there. It's, it's a strange mix of communication. It's, it's quite interesting, actually. But now she's become habitualized to your visits to the window now. Yeah, yeah. And I take my chair and, and I take a blanket. And you're right, when I first started going, there was all kinds of snow and it was pretty darn cold. I'd take a cup of tea with me and... Um, it was sort of a mix of mime, and then I would call her while I was in her window, and this is what the interesting part of it was, that she would tell me on the phone that Trilby was in the window. <laughs> so I said, Mom, she is me, yeah. and I'm in the window, and <laughs> we sort of became three people, there was two of me. <laughs> And so that for her, it was a bit of a disconnect, your voice and the phone, but then visually seeing you outside the window. So she wasn't initially able to make that connection, but she has now. She's, she's merged the two trilbies together. 
and even today actually was a very good day. She she talked to me, you know, on the phone through the window, and and I can tell the difference because she'll say things like you. You know, she'll say you or, or the tree above you looks green. You know, she'll she'll say things like that and she'll look at me. And other times she might she might be looking off somewhere in her room and talking to me and, and referring and then I'll I'll tap on the window and then she'll look back and she goes, Oh, she's she's waving at me. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, fantastic. She knows it's me. Yeah. So um yeah, you know, one of the but, things but there's there's moments. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying there were there are moments when you know she will she'll she'll it's like she connects she clues in that we're the same and then she might drift and and it becomes another me. But today actually was uh, I think I think I was all one person today. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. So just for the folks who don't really know Prince Edward Island, um, some of them may associate it with Anne of Green Gables, which was where that uh, story was based. But when we're talking about winter on Prince Edward Island, what sort of temperatures um, are we talking about that you were out there in the snow? Um, you know, it, it probably temperature-wise, it might have been at the coldest, it might have been minus five. I don't think I really stood out there in less, you know, in anything less than or more than minus five uh, Celsius. But um, but when you're out there for three hours, <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of chilly. But as you know, Zena, we work in the film and when you work in the film industry, we're, we gear up pretty well. And so I was, I was pretty prepared. Um, but mom would sometimes be concerned you know she could see that it was cold because I was so wrapped up in my my clothes and a blanket too um so that kind of I think that kind of bothered her a couple of times but we've had some a couple of warmer warmer times today I actually took my coat off it was but it was only it was only plus seven but here plus seven is a heat wave yeah a lot warmer. <laughs> yeah so yeah, um yeah. so but then it got it got cold again, and then I wrapped my blanket around me today. So I guess the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about, um, if we can do that fairly quickly, is because you have a background in performing arts and you use humour a lot in the particular um, aspect of performing arts you specialise in, which is called buffoonery, could you just give us a little bit of a clue on that and how you use that to connect with your mum? Yeah, um... I'm so grateful, Zena, that I have performing arts with me because I'm leaning on it big time um, today, especially because I had those two pallets of wood on top of each other. I felt like I had a little stage. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, the, the actor in me came came out and I, I made all kinds of, did all kinds of things outside with mom. But the buffoonery um, is based on uh, a type of clown called the Buffon, Le Buffon. I did all my studies in, in theater arts in, uh, in acting in French, and I learned about Le Buffon. And the Buffon uh, is a type of clown that likes to mock society and sort of make fun of things. And uh, it's quite handy when you, you know, <laughs> you make fun of yourself or you, you take yourself not so seriously. It's really helpful to free yourself up. and I, you know, I just, I really played with mom and she just, she 
laughed. She laughed a lot. You know, it's like I, I think in some ways it's like she's watching a silent film. I feel like Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton, you know, <laughs> because she can't. I'm not. She's not hearing anything because I'm not on the phone at those, those points. But I get physical. Like, like you know, I I make my body be goofy and I, you know, when when things are good. I mean, there, we've had some very hard times too. You know, sad, but I. I can use humor. I can just sort of even look at her sideways in, in, you know, a certain way, or I can do something silly that will bring her out of maybe a little depression moment or, you know, it's helpful for sure. Does she try and perform with you? Does she want to participate that way or she'd rather be in the audience? Actually, that's a great question for today's, you know, because today when she saw me be, totally goofy and I was flopping around and I do things like pretend I'm not a bird and I land on her windowsill and I mean if anybody saw me they'd put me away you know but <laughs> but today when she she was watching me she grabbed her blanket she pulled it right up over sort of up to her face as if she was trying to hide from me you know she was playing with me in that sense and it was really it was great that she did that because she made me laugh you know it was it was good and sometimes she she makes, you know, hand gestures that show that, you know, her daughter's a wingnut. And if there's any um, staff in the room, she, I know she's talking to the staff about me. And, uh, and so there's a lot of teasing. So when it's good, because my mom, you know, she's pretty confused about a lot of things, but um, she, she has wit. She still has some wit, you know, when she's not being hit with deep sadness, she has wit. Have you noticed there's been much difference in her since you've been doing the window visits, like compared to when you were visiting her in person inside? Well, I would say in this past past few days, actually, there's been an improvement of, of her spirit. Um, we've had some, last week was a lot tougher to find those goofier moments um yeah she seems to be <coughs> excuse me a little stronger this week and I also think because I I was very concerned about her eating and I knew she needed a bit more help because she was getting weaker and she wasn't being able to get the food to her mouth and I think also when you're depressed um appetite really goes as well and so today also um she she was able to she dug into her sandwich all by herself and even some soup and I thought wow like that's definitely an improvement so I'm not sure where we're headed with it but I'll take those moments you Mm. know no, that's lovely. I've heard of studies where they've um, had people who were terminally ill and they've um, encouraged them to connect to humour and they've actually had a huge improvement. Um, it's created some longevity in their time and um, suppressed the illness or put the illness into remission. I think there's quite a few cases of cancer where people have used um, humour as, as a, you know, sort of a form of recovery or treatment. So that's why I was really curious to see if you were having um, some sort of, sort of positive, um, gradual positive experience with your mum using the humour. I mean, were you using this much humour before, before you were forced outside the window? You know what? I don't think I was using as much like when I was seeing her in person. Um, no, 
I wasn't using as much humor. There, there were the odd moments, but we had more sad, more sad times. So because there's a window in between us, um, I'm using my body and my physicality to communicate with her so much more and being playful when, when I see it's appropriate, you know, that she would respond. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually really thought provoking. I, I hadn't actually thought of that before. And, and, uh, cause I'm yeah, seeing maybe, we, we, I wasn't. Yeah, I'm seeing maybe some um, humour or buffoonery therapy for the care home when um, the restrictions are lifted and maybe some performing arts in there for the residents. Yes, definitely. And, um, and it's, it's kind of interesting because I had a, another friend, an elderly friend with Alzheimer's, and his, um, his wife was a close family friend, and so I would visit them in Canmore, and um, and he had lost language pretty much. He he could speak a little bit of his first language, which was French. Um, so once again, I used a lot of physicality with him, and he wasn't my mom, so I wasn't I wasn't caught up in any kind of depressed him. So I would I would use my body a lot physically with him. I mean, we'd march down the hall, you know, as if we were in a parade and I would, I would make faces and he would join me and he would laugh. He would laugh and, and we all laughed. And, and my friend, uh, she would say, you know, she, you're the only one that does this with him. And, and he really responds to you this way. And, um, it felt really good to do too because I could see how much joy it brought him, and it made—I could tell he felt normal, you know, yeah. um, in a very abnormal state. So perhaps this is, you know, also helping if there's um, dementia is an issue. It's helping connect to something that they remember with joy, you know, that there's that sense of not a lot of joy going on when you've got dementia. So that there's a real connection back to the things which are really positive emotions. We've only got a, a couple of minutes left. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about what you're doing that might help somebody in this situation now who's, you know, maybe been um, restricted from visiting their own um, aged relatives in care or, or anybody that they feel that they were used to visiting that they now can't access? Any suggestions or anything you'd like to um, let our listeners know about which you think might be helpful at this time? One of the things that comes to my mind is when I first thought of the idea, you know, I, I thought, oh my gosh, is this going to disturb mom to see me outside the window and not be able to go in? And even a, a friend of mine suggested that I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't go to her because that's going to really make her crazy and it's going to disturb her too much. And... You know, I questioned it for a moment, and I thought, no, I, I, it's a risk that I'm, I'm willing to take because what if it's successful? You know, what if it actually works? And what a shame if I missed it because I thought I knew how she would react, and and even if she does react not well in a you know negative manner, yeah. well, she's going to forget about it. Yeah. You know, it's the 
dementia, she will forget. Um, so we're so just, I'm sorry, Shelby, we're just coming to the end of our time here, and I didn't okay, really didn't yeah. want to cut you off, I know, because we, we were a little bit late getting started, um, but I just really wanted to thank you for joining us. I know it was a, a brief chat, but I think you've been a tremendous inspiration to a lot of our listeners about, um, you know, ways to get around some of the challenges of social isolation. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. And if our listeners... Well, you're welcome. Yeah. Knowing that, thank you. She'll be calling us from Prince Edward Island in Canada. You've been listening to Zena Richardson and Scotty Foster with Behind the Lines on 2XX Community Radio 98.3 FM in Canberra. Remember to be kind, to support each other, and that cooperation is always more powerful than competition.